Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. We have just had a public holiday, of course, but over in England, some expat New Zealanders have their own way of marking Waitangi Day. It is a pub crawl through the streets of London. It's been the tradition for New Zealanders away from home for some say over 40 years, thousands of people meeting up to uh, dress up in costumes and drink together every year. Uh, I, I imagine many people listening to this right now would have done that very pub crawl if you have memories of it, do text them through 2101. To some, it's a rite of passage, but to others, it sort of detracts a bit from the significance and the meaning of Waitangi Day. Our man on the ground in London is writer Henry Cook. He's on the line now. Kia ora. Kia ora. How are you? I'm great. Did you get to the pub crawl this year, Henry? Henry, have we, have we got you? Have we lost you? Henry, we've lost you. Oh, dear. Deary me. The first question. He was, he, was, he was terrified of the first question. Oh, no, he's back, I hear. I'm reliably informed I'm so that Henry's sorry. back. No, not at all. He accidentally muted it, not perhaps. Sure no, we're not sure what happened. It was gremlins and the wiring. I'll repeat my question to you, Henry. Did you go to the pub crawl this year? I did not go to the pub crawl. Um, many, many did, but I, um, I don't know if it's because I'm too old, I'm 31, or, or, or just not quite the right Kiwis in London demographic. But um, I didn't go, and I know I know a few dozen Kiwis here, and I don't know any who did actually, which might tell you about my, my narrowness and my social circle. Way. Well, 31 years old, Henry, you're spoiled goods now. Um, so so you, you have no idea how it went in that case? You, you don't know whether there was any um, overzealous partying, any rambunctiousness that got a bit out of hand, anything like that? Well, look, I knew I was coming on, on the show, Neil, so I did a little bit of research for you. Yeah, and um, I know it definitely seemed fairly popular um, for a, a not very nice Saturday. It is, it is still winter here. Um, they don't do it on Waitangi Day because obviously it's not a public holiday here. Uh-huh. Um, so we do it on the, on the Saturday, right. um, which, of course, if you're, if you're a political reporter, you're used to the big, the big things for Waitangi Day actually being the days before Waitangi Day. Um, and it seemed pretty well attended. I know um, I think a few people were a little bit, a little bit upset with some of the messaging from the organisers um, around the other large event that was happening on Saturday in London, which was a, a, a march for Gaza. Right. Kind of most Saturdays um, since October, there's been some kind of um, march in central London for Gaza. And the organiser um, posted a, about moving part of the, um, the haka because they wanted to kind of separate it from the Gaza protest. They said the police had advised them. And then the organiser said that the Gaza protest would likely turn into a riot, which I think was um, taken mm. to, by some as, 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 a, as a little bit of... Uh, a little bit of a slighted view on the protest, which has largely not done anything like that mm. um, in the several months and then going on. Yes. But yeah, and then um, if you keep if you keep an eye on the Kiwis in London Facebook page, which is where this is all organised, um, the after party uh, after the pub crawl was um, clearly sold out and a lot of people wanting tickets. Um, the after party was at Inferno's, which is a very famous pub in Clapham, beloved by kind of Australians more than Kiwis probably, including mm. 
it was Margot Robbie's favorite pub, the actress, oh. uh, when she was in London. So everyone's always like, I have to go to Inferno's and about my Margot Robbie in London uh, <laughs> experience. I'm just like her, for real. I'm drinking a cocktail yes. at the same pub that she did. Um, we're, and we're it's co- got carpeted bathrooms, <laughs> which is people get very excited about. Or maybe it's carpeted, it's carpeted bar. Sorry. Henry, you know, this pub crawl, it was, uh, I think this is probably true, that it was... It was kind of looked at with a with fondness for quite some time by New Zealanders until maybe a few years back, you know, when these videos started to be posted of people drunkenly doing the haka and pulling pukana and that that sort of thing. Does it have a reputation uh, independent of New Zealanders and, and potentially Australian hangers on in London? I I've not heard I, I I you know people who know that I'm a Kiwi occasionally were like oh did you go to that thing but not like a, um, a broadly bad or broadly good reputation for what I can see there's a lot of drunk people in London on most weekends true um so you're not you're not exactly like jumping out there I think to be fair in terms of reputation I think the the pub crawl and the haka could probably be somewhat separated there I don't right. I don't know of anyone who really has a problem with a circle line pub crawl. Um, it's, 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 sort of, it's, it's, it's not something that's unique to New Zealand doing a football around the circle line. It's a, probably the, the worst tube line in London, but obviously you can do um, a pub crawl where you try to go to get a pint at every, maybe a half pint at every, uh, at a pub at every stop. Um, the haka, I think, is the thing that has obviously uh, made, made some people somewhat uncomfortable about it. I saw this year that they're very conscious, the organisers, of um, how that can be perceived, the optics, and also just about kind of the, the general appropriateness and advice that said if you're drunk, which obviously a lot of people will be, because mm-hmm. when there's a pub crawl, uh, don't do the haka, leave it, to, leave it to professionals. And I think there is some engagement with Nadi Ruanana, the uh, London Māori Club here. Yeah. So it's not it's not a, I think it would probably be unfair to completely, you know, characterise it as a bunch of Pākehā um, attempting to, to drunkenly do the haka. Yeah. I mean, that's it, it, it does kind of feel sometimes like that's how it's presented back here, that, you know... Um, <sighs> That Waitangi Day is a very solemn occasion, and I mean, particularly the, this year, you know, after the rhetoric of the past of the past year or so in this electoral campaign, that the place of the treaty has 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 been quite contentious within society, and maybe that you know, looking over to the UK um, and seeing people partying and carrying on dressed as a Watties tomato sauce can could be a bit jarring. But I suppose that's that's maybe blending different periods of time in a sense, in in my mind, Henry. Yes, and I, I, I think there are a lot of Māori in London. Like, it's not, it's mm. not only, um, uh, you know, Pākehā kids who move over here. So I think to, to, to you know, completely tarnish it all with that, with kind of the worst images you see is probably not fair. That said, I think there's fairly been some pretty, um, you know, burrish behaviour over, over the years. Lots of Kiwis in London, full stop. Have you managed to break out of the New Zealand security blanket since you've been over there? Um, I live with um, my, my Kiwi partner and two Kiwis and two Brits, a lot of them from the north, which Classic. for Londoners, having a, having someone who's not even London is, is, um, <laughs> is, is good. So uh, through, through those flatmates, I have some British friends. Actually, my work, I only work with one other Kiwi. Um, so, so yes, to, to a certain extent, but, you know, um, I've definitely had, I think I went to a party a few weeks ago and realised that, Literally everyone at the party was um, a New Zealander or a boyfriend or girlfriend of a New Zealander um, who was there. So there is a security blanket, and you're right. It's, 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 there's enough. There's enough of us here, but you can have, you know, a fairly active social life without really seeing too many Brits and having to explain to them, um, you know, what a treaty is, that kind of thing. <laughs> 
I'm very glad to hear that you haven't done that thing where you live in London for a year and suddenly start talking like that, though. <laughs> no, I think um, my, my Kiwi accent would be very hard to rip off me. Um, and I'd have to kind of learn to speak properly and with, you know, proper spaces between my words and this mumbling and all that kind of thing. <laughs> now, um, a lot of people, a lot of listeners will will um, will remember fondly your your time as a political reporter, um, which you did for a long time um, for stuff.co.nz. You, you, you don't, I understand, work um, in, well, certainly not in political media or, or in, in journalism and uh in in london is your main main job no H- has it has it been interesting then observing the british and comparing and contrasting the british political scene to new zealand's political scene when you're not in it if you know what i mean absolutely i mean there's just so much more of it as i would say like there's obviously there's more media there's more mps there's more all of that there's more um secretaries of states and ministers and whatnot and there's just like um Keeping up with that is is more of a full time job, but it is in New Zealand. Um, just in terms of like how many how many people are constantly briefing about their own party to different papers, what you and the kind of way you can read certain newspaper stories that are clearly kind of trial balloons, that kind of thing. Um, but but there are huge parallels as well. You know, you'll see there's a huge battle right now, or kind of it's kind of quite down right now, but there has been a huge battle about zoning for new housing you know that's mm-hmm. essentially a battle that new zealand's been having for the last year or so as well there's a lot of battle around um kind of the uptake of evs and paying for green infrastructure and stuff it's not a million miles away it's sometimes quite similar challenges um you know obviously inflation and whatnot but uh at, at the same time it's just on a larger scale and more noisy the the media over there is famously brutal and, and that's a an interesting observation that you made there about um MPs actually briefing media against their parties. That would be the sort of thing that you'd cut a limb off for as a New Zealand journalist, I imagine. I mean, it's not. It's not really unheard of in New Zealand. No. Um, it's, <laughs> I, think, I think it's just a lot more frequent here. And, and often briefing, um, maybe not even briefing against their own parties, but just briefing up policy ideas just to see if the public like them. Yeah. And then if they don't like them, there's like, oh, no, we, we, that was just a leak. I don't know what you're talking about. We're not looking at that at all. Um, but if the public like them, then, hey, yeah, here's this policy. Um, so there's a lot more of that as well. It seems like the the British government's in a bit of a strange place in that, what's it been, 12 years of Conservative Party rule? But but judging by mm-hmm. the polls, they've got a snowball's chance of hell getting back in. Um, which is 14 years. 14 years, is <laughs> it? My word. That's a, gee, that is a long time, isn't it? And, and so, does that does that sort of colour the environment a, a, a little bit? That with, I mean, the polls. I think they've narrowed a bit in recent months, but um, but it certainly looks pretty close to a done thing. And there's there's almost certainly going to be an election this year, correct? It's all relative, so yeah. The, the, the polls are narrowed, but for the context, the polls are narrowed to like a twenty five point lead for yeah. Labour. Um, uh, yeah, so the election will be this year. Rishi Sunak's confirmed that, the Prime Minister, but he hasn't said when it will be. A lot of people are pointing to kind of either May or November, um, but then there's some talk of actually, I, I saw a story overnight about moving it to, about actually it being October, um, which would be kind of quite quite a big move for the Tories because it would cancel party conference season, mm. um, which is always in October. And party conference season in the UK is where, the political parties, the main two, actually make all their money because you basically, basically every business and actually, you know, every kind of diplomatic corps, including the New Zealand High Commission, uh, pay money for tickets to attend the conference and, you know, talk to the MPs and whatnot. 
um, and that's a huge money spinner. So it's, I was, I was saying it's, oh yeah, we'll have the conference in October, raise money for November. But yeah, the election itself is, um, it's, it's a strange time because uh, essentially since the, the whole part, you know, Boris Johnson won, won 2019 with a thumping majority and everyone kind of said, look, it looks like the Tories could easily be in power for another decade. Yeah. Uh, party, gave, you know, COVID happened, COVID was going not amazingly, but the problems were going that badly for um, Boris Johnson. Partygate happened, and that opened up a little bit of a lead. That was Boris Johnson holding a series of, of parties, or, or people in his, in his building holding a series of parties at number 10 um, during the lockdowns. That opened up a little bit of a lead for Labour, but not actually a massive one, like probably an achievable one. Um, but eventually, um, that plus a million other kind of scandals for Boris saw him pushed. Liz Truss came the in letters. and managed to, yes, yes, managed to essentially destroy the Conservative prospects, but possibly not just this election, but the election afterwards. She, because she had kind of made clear that she was okay with interest rates going up mm. um, and, and and kind of that, were, that was kind of in the public mind, um, when the mini-budget kind of had a, had a very adverse effect on the UK economy and people's pensions were in danger and whatnot, that was um, kind of the borrowing to do tax cuts mini-budget. Um, people then associated all of the cost of living problems, which are not at all all fault of the government, mm. with the government. They yeah. said, you know, my interest rate, more, my mortgage rate has gone up. The Labour call it the Tory mortgage bombshell. Um, you know, my interest rate's going up because of Liz Truss. Uh, you know, food's more expensive because of Brexit and Liz Truss, that kind of thing. So despite the fact that inflation is global, it is quite bad here. And they've, the public's very much wedded it to um, the Tories. And then the switch up of leaders and the constant chaos of all that and they're all you know all these bills that keep failing and rebellions hasn't helped that at all so since then labor have been there a bit, somewhere between kind of 25 30 points ahead uh, kind of unbeatable margins and have won almost every by-election mm. since then them or lib dems or there's one kind of odd case in london where which is quite local where, where the tories managed to hold on um but yeah it's it's looking uh, like the country is essentially very much tired of this government. As you say, 14 years is a long time. Um, now they've kept, you know, they've had uh, quite a few different prime ministers in that time and quite a few different iterations of this government. Mm. But there is, yeah, definitely a sense that people just think it's time for something else. Henry Cook, we miss you dreadfully. Come back, please. Uh, and it's been delightful chatting with you this evening. Thank you for your time. Great. Thanks so much, Eva. See ya. That was Henry Cook. Henry wrote a really good piece for stuff about civil servants a few days ago, so go check that out. And he also runs a sub-stack. It's called Museum Street. There's some really good work on there. I don't know where he finds the time. It disgusts me. Um, but he is an excellent fellow, and uh, hopefully we'll check in with him a few more times throughout the year. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.